0: I gotta delete some stuff off this. Ooh.
1: Rock, paper, scissors shoot. <laughs> you getting this? Rock, paper, scissors, no. Oh,
0: yes, I actually am.
1: <laughs> We're, good. We're good to go. We are ready. You
2: guys ready?
1: Ready. Sure. <laughs> sure. He gets to
2: talk first. He lost. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode of AA for Entrepreneurs. I'm Andrew. I'm Adam. And we are here with Tanya and Dan from Sheepdog Athletics. How are y'all today? I'm good, thank you. Doing good. Yeah. What an amazing vibe. I love the vibe of this place. It's so, it feels like rustic and then you add that to a
3: gym. It's really cool modern. Yeah, we we spent a lot of time trying to like figure it all out. Yeah. Uh, it took a little bit. Yeah. Uh, we her dad helped us kind of planning where where stuff should be because he's kind of the construction guy. So, uh, but then he helped us build the wall, the the front desk, everything. So tried to bring it all together. Uh, the most gyms that we kind of been to have the kind of old school feel to it. And we kind of wanted to bring old school and new school together. So... Uh, I was just telling you, it's, it it's
0: funny to see, well, fun to see like how unique gyms are, like local gyms. Like all the, you know, chains look exactly the same, right. basically. But when you come to places like this that are, you know, small businesses, it's so much more ener- like a different vibe, different energy that just feels more like, I don't know, like, should be here. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> absolutely.
3: <laughs> yeah, we try to make it kind of a home away from home for most people. Um, and we don't have any rules that we need to necessarily follow Uh, we don't have to have the big signs the weird colors and all that other stuff (laughs) yeah so how did you
1: guys get into wanting to start your own gym
2: oh (laughs) (laughs) that might be a question for him to start off with I I was kind of just along for the ride for a little while. Um, Dan found you know, fitness and he's always been active. I've, I've, we've both always played sports our whole lives. Um, but when we met, right around the time we met is when Dan found a gym down in Florida where he was living at the time. And he said, "Like I'm going to do this someday. Um, and I was like, yeah, <laughs> fun, <laughs> let's do it. And then as the years went on, it was really like, no, like we're going to do this. And um, that was just something that kind of naturally evolved. And then one day in our kitchen, um, he had found a podcast. Um, and it was an Olympic weightlifter, John North. And one of his, like his slogan, him and his wife is, uh, love your life or change it. And I was unhappy at my job. It is. I Love your life or change it. You're in control. I was unhappy at the job I was at at the time. He was kind of looking for a career path in the back of his mind. He always wanted to do fitness. He wanted to help people. And I was like, okay, let's do it. Like we are going to jump in we're going to do this.
1: What were you doing before?
2: I was working at a bank. So, I was working in retail banking, I was a bank um, tele-manager, and I liked the people aspect of it, I liked the customer service aspect of it. I didn't like the corporate aspect of it, it just wasn't me. Um, I didn't like being told that I needed to sell this or sell that. Or
0: you're selling it wrong, even though your numbers are good.
2: Yeah, I mean, like you need to stay late today because we need to make phone calls to get more people to get home equities. What if they just don't need it? I mean, if they tell me they don't need it, if they tell me they don't need it, they don't need it. Why do I have to convince them that they need it? So for me, um, my passion for fitness, personally, mixed with his passion for fitness. Um, When he said it, he's like, why don't we do it this year? And I was like, oh, okay. And I quit my job. Um, New Year's Eve was my last day. And I said, okay, we're gonna start. Uh, That was in 2015 well 2014 so to January 1st 2015 I was technically unemployed oh. um I was so I started working as a real estate agent with my parents and I said okay this is the year and this is you know we're going to do this and Dan worked I worked we did everything we could to save up as much money as possible so that we would have the capital to do this on our own mm. and we just went for it we jumped right in
0: that's so awesome that's so amazing. I could definitely relate to that coming from corporate world. I came from selling cell phones and uh, I worked at AT&T. So when they added Direct TV and then, you know, home security, it would be like every time the VPs in the room, he would try to jump in on my sale and then most of the time he just kind of looked silly because he'd be like, "Hey, by the way, Direct TV." I'm like, "Yeah, I talked to them already. They work for Comcast and they pay $20 a month for the whole right. package." Like <laughs> I'm doing my job. Right. Stop micromanaging me.
2: And if you're not passionate about what you're doing, then why are you trying to sell something? Exactly. And that's kind of where I I felt being in banking. I just I wasn't passionate about it, but I'm passionate about this.
1: You only I mean, get you only you get have, one life. You have a whole nother <laughs> side
2: to were, that story. Yeah,
3: Dan, what were you doing before this? Oh, geez, what wasn't I doing? <laughs> uh,
2: Every I entrepreneur
3: that, ever. Yeah, so I. Got out of the Air Force in 2012. Like Tonya said, um, we found the gym, or I found the gym in uh, Florida, and I just loved everything about it. Uh, the owner, Jordan, was a former pararescue Special Ops Air Force. That's such a badass job. Yeah, it's a badass job, and that's basically the only reason I started going to the gym, because I was new in the Air Force. I'd um, only been in maybe less than a year, and I was like, already looking up to the guy and I barely ever met him. Uh, so I started going there and just, I fell in love with the the family. They had kids, they hung out with the kids at the gym. And I just, I thought it was cool. That community was, they were huge on community. And um, I always had in the back of my head, like maybe this is something I can bring back home. Cause we knew we were going to move back home. Uh, unfortunately, I love Florida, so. it's <laughs> been <laughs> um, like Florida the past like weekend or so. Yeah, yeah right. Um, So then i came back and i didn't really necessarily have a plan i was still in uh, with the guard and then um, i had random jobs i worked for a dad doing construction during the summer i knew i would never wanted to do that again (laughs) Um, i i got a job at the ymca in stoughton that's where i started doing more personal training Uh, i worked with some kids there adults um, ran my own class Uh, so that Kind of started it a little like bit there. Wheels into motion. Like yeah, kind of getting some ideas, and it's good to start in kind of one of those gyms just because you get that experience of kind of the business side. Because a lot of it is you have to sell personal training, mm-hmm. or else you're not going to make any money. Yep. Um, so. A little bit of sales. I'm not the greatest at it. Um, <laughs> it's a, it's a tough skill. Yeah, no, it is and it's for something sure. Something you're always working on. Yeah. yeah, and you had it was so awkward because you had to walk around the floor and be like, strike up conversations like, "Hey, I'm trying to have a conversation with you, but do you want personal training?" Like, and it's probably like not the first time that it's happened. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, it's like the, the person water? before <laughs> the person on shift beforehand probably did the same thing. Yep. So it's. I don't know, and every all everybody in those gyms wears the earbuds and everything, so you're like, you're like I don't want to bother this person. <laughs> so, I kind of got sick of that. I got a full-time job uh, working down at Otis doing security. I've been in security for a little while now, um, and I, I honestly I hate working for people. <laughs> yeah. Um, after being in the military for what 12 years now, yeah, it's. Oh, so you're still in I'm energy. still in, yeah. Oh. As reserve? Or, in yeah. the guard, yep. Um, I've always had this kind of thing where I, why not just work for myself? Why do I have to work for this person, all this other stuff? So, again, I brought it to Tanya. She was like, you're nuts. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's but yeah, we. I mean, she. we saved yeah. up enough money and kind of had the goal to open up the gym. Right. And it's... What we I, knew we wanted to do, or at least I wanted to do. Are you guys both doing it full-time now? No.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yes. Still parts on the security, so. right?
3: So, yeah. Okay. I still work um, security. I actually work at the power plant. The one in Plymouth? Uh, yep. yep. The one in Plymouth, they just closed down. Um so all they time. just needed, yeah. They just <laughs> needed some. Uh, <laughs> I'm from Plymouth. It's a, yeah. From oh, you are. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So they needed some contractors. So I really couldn't pass it up. Tony took over the gym pretty much, kind of full time. I still do uh, behind the scenes stuff for programming and everything. So all the fun workouts are from me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what if we go way back when you were this high
1: sure right did you have any uh inkling that you were going to be entrepreneurs or did you have any kind of notion like i don't i don't know i just want to want to sell
3: things i want to be able to do things on my own oh geez um i would say that far back maybe not necessarily for me no lemonade stands or um, baseball no, cards? No, really what we had. We lived on a weird street, so it was, I mean, we did some yard sales every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> um, in the middle
0: of the woods. In the middle of the
3: woods. Well, you know, I guess one game. one thing. When I was in high school, uh, my friend got me into a lot of stuff, like shoes and everything. Mm. And we wouldn't really wear them. We would just buy them, flip them. and then flip them, oh, essentially, uh-huh. yeah. Yep. Oh, arbitrage. Oh, a bunch of <laughs> sneakerheads, yes. for sure. Yeah. It's a real market. So I spent a lot of money, but probably made a lot of money. And we sometimes would buy the knockoffs, too, from the flea markets and everything. <laughs> but, um, <clears throat> but, I mean, aside from that, it was a lot of fitness stuff for me. Yeah. I was always kind of, I think it was just partly good genetics, but... Um, Always in the sports, just doing active stuff. Like I look back at it now and like I think I rode my bike every single day, like to school, which was like miles, and then we would go to like the village market in Middleborough, which is where I lived. <laughs> and we would drive there and go get like random tacos and stuff and drive like, back home and it was like Always I was active. putting miles on the bike. Like you don't realize yeah. it until oh, yeah. I try to ride so a bike So when your kids are older, you're going to be like, oh, I rode my bike for miles to school and they're yeah, like, exactly. yeah, going, <laughs> exactly. I Yeah, know
2: both ways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
3: exactly. So, I mean, kind of a little bit of a mix of both, but never really thought I'd be my own boss. Honestly.
2: I don't think I ever thought that I would be where I am today. Uh, growing up, I wanted to be a teacher. Uh, from the time I was in first grade until college. I thought I was gonna be a teacher. I wanted to help people. I wanted to um, be an influence in people's lives. My mom has done foster care. My mom's been a foster parent for 30 plus years. So older than me, um, I'm going to be 29 this year. Uh, My mom's done foster care since my sister was an infant and my sister is 31 now. So I always wanted to help people. I just, just one way or another, I was going to help people, and at the time, growing up, I thought the best way to do that was to be a teacher. Um, and then I went to school for teaching and realized I didn't want to do that. <laughs> um, I mean, really, I give so much credit to teachers because I did one semester a co-op in a preschool classroom, and I was like, whoa, just kidding. Go back to the drawing board. And um, that's when I decided to go to school for business. And I didn't necessarily know what I wanted to do with that. I just decided that, you know, business would give me a good background in a lot of things. Mm -hmm. So I started going to school for business and I didn't take it, you know, too serious because it was just very broad at the time. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And then um, it came in handy once we decided that we were going to open our own gym and be our own boss. But I come from a family of entrepreneurs, which has been an interesting um, upbringing. My mom is a real estate agent. She also um, is the office manager, secretary, this, that, and the other thing for a family-owned business. Um, she, my parents are both in construction. My mom and her four brothers own a construction company. So my mom kind of does all of the business side of things, which growing up, I was also always looking like, oh, I want to like secretary jobs. I can be really good at a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Um but I never thought that I would be where I am today. I never thought that I would own my own business. I, people thought we were crazy when we told them we were going to do this. Why uh, would I? Why would I leave a steady, well-paying nine-to-five job, the comfort, the you know? How are how are you going to how are you going to buy a house? How are you going to this? How are you going to that? Um, you can't be your own boss. There's no way you can do that. And we kind of just did it anyways. <laughs> we had a lot of support but we we just there were a lot of people who I think were like good go do it and at the same time you know that in the back of their mind they were like oh my god this is going to be a train wreck
0: the doubt is what kind of like fuels you though right yeah
2: <laughs> there, uh, yeah. failing wasn't was never and will never be an option mm. um you know we we have this and it's going and we're kind of just, right. I mean, through the failures, like it's... You got to keep the momentum You going. have to keep going and you have to make it work. Mm-hmm.
1: Have you experienced a lot of like micro failures along the way?
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. well, where do we start? <laughs> um, oh, goodness. Yes. So everything from when we were first uh, going to open, when we found this building here, it was... Dirt on the inside. It was completely demoed. Literally dirt. Like you walked in the door and he was like, our landlord was like, Oh, be careful, don't walk over there, the floor will fall through. Oh,
1: those anthills and stuff. And we were like,
2: Oh. And what it was is when um this building was bought, it was, I guess, just pretty bad inside. So um the our landlord demoed it from the inside. Just took everything, and it was piles of stuff inside, and he didn't know what he was going to do with it. He didn't know was it, who was going to move in, so he kind of just left it as is. And when we, it was actually a friend of my dad through um, construction kind of connections. He said, oh, you know, my daughter's looking for a gym, and he said, oh, well, I might have a place. So we, we came in, and we looked, and we were like, this is perfect. And the guy was like, what? <laughs> He's like it. It's it's not finished. Like brick walls everywhere. There's no plumbing. Dirt on the floor. How is this perfect? And we said it's perfect. So from that point, what was that
0: feeling like? Like when you when you had that 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 moment of like this is perfect. Like what made oh, it perfect or like clicked in your head?
2: I think part of it was what Dan was talking about earlier. That um, kind of old meets new. It was mm. it was. I hate to say it, but like it was dirty and it was authentic and it was old. It was downtown. Um, It was this brick here that you see was throughout this entire building because there were no walls yet. Um, There was no walls, no floors, no walls. And we just walked in and immediately, and I'm not like a visionary person. Immediately, I could just see our gym being here. Um, And it was just like a calming feeling after looking at different commercial properties for so long and being told no for so long no we don't want a gym no running outside is dangerous (laughs) genuine concern of a lot of people running outside is dangerous so Mm. when we walked in here it was perfect and our landlord thought that it would take him about eight weeks and it ended up taking almost six months
1: wow yeah what so what an obstacle. Yeah,
2: it was a combination of because it was demoed inside, he was still working off of a demo permit. Mm-hmm. So um kind of just like the the permitting process, going through the city, getting inspected for this, inspected for that. Um, it's not an easy process. We were lucky because it wasn't us going through the process. There are a lot of people out there who they're the ones going through that. They're the ones dealing with the city and the inspectors. Um, our landlord took care of all of that and we're very grateful for that because he hit roadblock after roadblock and we were just along for the ride. We were telling people, we thought we were going to be open by December of 2015. We didn't end up opening until April of 2016. And it was, we were telling people like, just hang on, just hang on, just hang on. Like, We promise we're real people and we're really going (laughs) to open. Like, we're not scamming you. Like, we're really going to do this. We had a few people, um, some of our longest members, trained in our basement with us at home in the meantime because we didn't know what else to do. We were telling people we were expecting to be open by. December, then January, then February. Then we just stopped telling people like when we thought we were going to open because it was one, yes. (laughs) So mistake number one, um, failure number one is I... Telling like just assuming that everything was going to go as planned.
1: My favorite word is soon.
0: You s- like, when are you guys gonna have <laughs> yeah. a product line? Soon. soon.
2: <laughs> Hopefully imagine, soon.
1: Like, not even just that, but like the fear of like, okay, I anticipated, mm-hmm. I had enough money. I, I right now I'm jobless. I don't have an income right now. I'm assuming that I'm gonna be up and running in two months, and then having that triple.
2: Yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. what a Lots blow
1: people, sure. so by the time you
0: y'all opened you were jobless for 16 months
2: yeah so I was working as real estate oh, as well. in real estate yeah. which thankfully I mean that's if Obviously if your you're, you're you know if you're good at it that's a very good place to be working oh. in real estate so I was able to be my own boss in that sense and mm-hmm. control my income that way so we were just really more afraid of the, the reputation, the you know, falling yeah. the falling short, telling people we did lose a few people in the beginning. We did a pre-sale, a membership pre-sale, and then we had to tell people, "Oh, sorry guys, it's going to be another month." Sorry guys, we're really just we're we're doing the best we can, but this isn't on our timeline anymore. And um, eventually, we were able to open. We opened on <laughs> April 20th, which is a really Odd time to open the end. Of, <laughs> the end of the month is where I was going with with that, um, but we opened right. on like a random Thursday. Okay. Yeah. A random Thursday, the building inspector had just walked out the door, giving us a temporary occupancy permit as we had people walking in. I mean, we wow. we were like, okay, like, do you think it's going to be good? Do you think he's going to say okay? Because we have people showing up tonight. Really just, yeah. I mean, I was sitting on the back of my dad's truck nearly in tears that morning because the building inspector came in and said you know, these mats, I don't know. Like, what is the the flammability of them? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I just bought yeah. them. All, the, all gyms use them. Yeah. I don't know anything about that. And just realizing how much I didn't know in the opening process was, uh, I tell people all the time, expect everything. Don't think it's going to go as planned. Um, being your own boss, you have to be able to, like, roll with the punches and expect the unexpected because... Little did I know that we needed to be handicap accessible, and if you have a three-quarter inch mat, it's not accessible to a wheelchair. Mm. So we had to have this wood perimeter put around our mats that brings it from a quarter inch, which is handicap accessible, up to three-quarters of an inch. So there were just, I mean, opening was a nightmare, but... It ended up working out okay. Looking back on it, and that's the best thing about being an entrepreneur is looking back on things, you're like, oh, it wasn't so bad.
1: I was pretty stressed back then.
2: Yeah. I mean, yeah. Because
1: now I have to deal with this. Right,
2: exactly. So in retrospect, nothing is, you know, ever as bad as it seems in the moment. And as long as you can, you know, have it in you to roll with that and to be okay with it and not give up, that's the biggest thing, not giving up. Um, there were days where I was like, why are we doing this? Mm. And he's like, because we're doing it. That's why. So that was, I mean, that was one of our failures as far as just assuming the first failure. (laughs) There were, there've been so many failures and talking about the failures is important because it's not as easy as it seems. And it's not just you know, rainbows and butterflies, it's hard. Every day there's something else. Every day there's a new obstacle. Um, Mountain or molehill, there's something that we have to get through and get over in order to keep going just day-to-day business not even major catastrophes just day-to-day there's so many things that we have to get through
1: I secretly love those yes <laughs> I love those small little obstacles because like getting around them getting over them is like you finally you put in all this work to get into something to get through something and then finally you can say you did it like all right. It's like a little victory. You can yeah. angle, like a little mini celebration. You learn
2: so much too. I mean, we wouldn't have, we, f- you can say like we failed on our programming. We were programming as, as a gym, things that we wanted to do and for goals that we wanted to have. And then we realized that through a failure, you know, people saying, oh, this, you know, oh, I'm always sore. Or, I don't want to do this or I don't like that. Or how can we do so much of this? you learn that you learn about it and okay, so it's not about what we want to do or what we think is best for them or what we think they should be doing. It's about what do they want to do? What are their goals? What are, you know, different ways? And you learn through these roundabout ways through these failures. Um, and you come out better, you know, we're a better gym for it. We're a better owners for it. We're better entrepreneurs for it. It's all about failures. It's a muscle.
1: Like getting through those failures. It's a muscle that you can grow and develop just like doing a bunch of curls can build up your bicep. You get really good and efficient at deal at fighting fires. Yeah. As they say. We do yeah. that all the time on here. Like we have sorry.
0: But we have yet to actually get a podcast without one issue on it. We all, we're getting better at fixing it to make it seem like there's no issues at all. Yeah. But like sometimes I'll be all like look over and I'm like, oh, the
1: audio's not going. <laughs>
0: this is great.
1: You know, you do a really good job at like not notifying anybody. You keep it to yourself because right. We've had a few of those. Like
0: I'm like, oh, everything just failed. Hold on. And, uh,
2: <laughs> and that's part of it, though. It's being an entrepreneur in the background and also being a face to the to the business to everybody else um, I would say our, our members our customers mm-hmm. don't know even a slither of the things that we deal with because it's a two-sided job we're entrepreneurs but we're also coaches we're also the face of the business mm-hmm. we're also you know these people's friends so it's it's interesting when you think about it that way there's a whole nother world to us mm-hmm. that people don't even realize yep.
1: So, how important is social media to you guys?
2: Social media has been a godsend for us. Uh, we use social media a lot for um, storytelling. Mm-hmm. We like to use it as a as a tool to tell stories of what we do of our members of their successes, um, really using it as like a way to say, "You could do this too." <laughs> you know this is Sally, and Sally is a mom to four kids and She comes here and she takes an hour to focus on herself. Um, Dan's the guy, if you look at our Instagram and our Facebook, Dan's the guy on our, he's the guy behind all of that. I do more with our um, private Facebook group, you know, members one-on-one. Dan is the... I'll let him talk about social media. He's the one who comes up with all the all the posts, all the pictures. I, like, I know, that's his <laughs> thing. He's good at it.
1: I mean, you guys just started a podcast. Yeah.
3: Yeah, so um, I try to get into everything. Um, it's kind of a fault to a point. <laughs> um, but I guess one thing uh, I do keep up with is the uh, Instagram, the social media. Um, I try to post at least once a day. um Sorry. The goal is is three, morning, afternoon, and night. So difficult. Uh, But you have to get, there's so much content you have to get to keep up with that, which we've helped. um, We have a woman, uh, Meg Ellery, Ellery Photo. She takes, we have every once in a while we do a photo shoot and we get really nice pictures. Uh, So that helps with the kind of the content. And it's just finding the words that you can put in there to Kind of get people's attention. Um, Try to yeah, exactly. Try to relate to them, um, and then try to just you know relate and just get it to where they know what like how to reach out in brand awareness. Yeah, brand awareness exactly, and just get them in the door because that's that's the toughest part. If I can, and you can play with it too because. Facebook and Instagram are so good now giving you like this post failed uh, This posted great mm-hmm. No one looked at this at all for whatever reason. So it's playing with the videos and the pictures. It's, it's super important and then uh, The Instagram stories as well. We try to keep up with that. It's tough when we're coaching because we want to give attention to Everybody in the class, but at the same time people appreciate when you tag them in the Instagram post so they can repost in Show to their friends, so it's free marketing yeah. exactly and that's that's the huge thing, so we try to figure something out around that um, usually one us one of us will be coaching if we're both here, and then one will be kind of going around and it's not just showing the lifts and oh that was that was a good lift it's more of like the the high fives the fist bumps, the people smiling in the gym it's just, it's the um what was Experience. That? Yeah, I've heard it oh, What was I, I heard it recently uh, Capture the moments, not the movements yeah, So the we're, Document, don't we'll create set. Exactly, so we're trying to capture the moments In the gym, so people can relate To that, and oh, well, that looks like fun I can, I can do that Or, I mean We have anywhere from nine-year-olds To six-year-olds working out here So if we can show that In our Instagram, Facebook, all this other stuff Um Hopefully it reaches out to those people. What's incredible with Instagram and Facebook nowadays is that
1: you could, you could tell a story and you could follow a 60-year-old client through a class and then target that video to everyone who's 55 and older. Right. And then you can get that specific niche market that would be right. so much more effective than uh, a really fit 21-year-old who is just crushing it right it's it's totally Correct. different markets
3: are you guys um doing a lot of like paid advertising um so we do paid every once in a while we don't do it that much honestly um what do you spend like the majority of like ad revenue on is it more so like print
0: stuff and like you guys have um or is it just all word of mouth so far
2: our, mostly
3: word of mouth our advertising
2: us. budget could be nearly
3: it, we just found wow. a, i mean we so just, what we try to do is just kind of wow. i guess overload the instagram facebook with organic um, reach yeah organic reach and that's what we brought up the podcast that's why i'm going to start the podcast uh, we already got one out there it's just to again that organic reach if someone's on a podcast their friends are going to want to listen yeah, and course. if they get interested in it, oh, I'd, maybe I can do that too. So, what's the name of your podcast? It's uh, just Sheepdog Athletics and Fitness podcast.
2: one episode. Uh,
3: yeah, the, yeah. The name might change, but keep up with them and watch it <laughs> growth. and it, for their growth. it's just another another thing. I'm like, why not do it? Even if I reach Thank that you. one extra person, then, and that's. We do a bunch of stuff. I mean, we do the t-shirts as well. We try to come up with like a custom t-shirt every spring, fall. We just do one run of it and then um, we'll do like contests every once in a while, like Facebook check-in contests and earn a t-shirt contest. Because obviously if you have people wearing the t-shirts around, I mean, that's how I learned about my first gym is someone's t-shirt it said uh crossfit fort Walton and beach and on the back it said if you want it come and get it mm, and nice. i'm like all right,
1: all right i want go. it i'm like
3: <laughs> all right so i on google back then and looked it up and that's how i got started essentially okay. so i mean if we can do that with our shirts and whatever it may be a random podcast that someone might listen to uh, then that's that's the goal
2: the problem we found with paid marketing with Facebook ads is we're not reaching the people that are target demographic. So even though we are doing the targeting, even though we are, you know, putting in our, you know, perfect client, um, a lot of what we're finding is that they're just not invested in it. They're not just because they see, I mean, it's a lot of that, that 21-year-old girl who's, you know, working out with her shirt off. And those are the ads that get people's attention but that 's not our target client um, we 're not looking for people who want this get quick you know get fit quick we 're not looking for people who say, "Oh, I want to do that six week challenge we 're looking for people who genuinely want to live healthier lives who genuinely want to um, put their health and their fitness first and The problem with targeting ads is that a lot of people that we've, we've found from when we have done that it's too expensive. I don't have time. Am I going to lose 20 pounds in six weeks? And that's just not what we're looking for. So a combination of um, just the people who are more apt to click on ads like that and Targeting on our end, we just haven't found the right people through those ads. So when we do use the Facebook ads Instagram ads, it's more so for brand awareness. Did you know we're down here? Nobody knows we're back here. We're kind of hidden off Main Street So when we do an ad, it's a lot of, you know, we'll target people who have been in downtown Taunton Um, Did you know there's a gym back there? We hear from a lot of people that they didn't realize there was a gym back here our kind of go-to phrase is, oh, we're behind the police station because... No one knows where Merchant's Lane is. No one knows, Google doesn't know where Merchant's Lane is. They send people down this like crazy alley in between two buildings that's not actually a street. Please don't drive down it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think
0: I drove down (laughs) it.
2: But a lot of what we'll use Facebook advertising for is more so just brand awareness. Did you know we're here? Do you know what we do? Mm -hmm. Not necessarily getting that perfect client to walk in the door.
0: Yeah, and I mean that's. I think that's the beauty of like uh, social media ads is you can you can advertise an experience in order to start building up. You know, it might not be the first ad that they saw from your business that they that they jump at you guys could be right. the fifteenth one. You know, right. and it's there's a lot of. Uh, what is it? Underpriced attention. That's what Gary V calls it on online right now. Yeah. And once you guys do finish out your demo, that's going to be incredible. How much you guys like grow even more? Like, it's incredible. I, I did not think that you guys could grow like that within. What's it been? Three and a half years. About, all organic. Yeah,
2: three years.
0: That's like, that's incredible. It's
2: word of it's word of mouth. Yeah. It's people telling their friends that's that what we do works. Right. Yeah. Um, it's also the culture we've created in the gym. We've created a culture and we've kind of nurtured that culture where we want people to talk about it. We don't want to be that guy that walks into a bar and everybody knows he does CrossFit. Um, but we want people to know that they go to a gym where they have fun and they have friends and they've made new friends. and it works. Um, they see the results, they get the results. So it's just a lot of creating that culture internally, starting from the leaders and working our way down. Uh, Dan has an Instagram, a personal Instagram that he uses um, almost strictly to show him and what he does for his workouts and training for his um, competitions that he has coming up. I, my Instagram was a lot of like, oh, look at my cute kids. <laughs> and then I realized that my cute kids aren't going to. People don't know. People I've been friends with for years, and by friends I mean online, uh, those like Facebook friends. <laughs> <Nope. Yeah. laughs> there are Facebook friends of mine that don't know I own a gym. How do you not know I own a gym? So that's when I created my own Instagram to show off things, you know, within the gym, and then I keep my kids on, a, you know, a separate one. But
1: so, how is it like being a uh, being parents and owners and entrepreneurs?
2: That's a double edged sword. (laughs) It was part of the reason we were just talking about this last night why we wanted to do this. We wanted to have the freedom to grow up or raise our kids, not just in a fitness environment, but alongside us. Uh, It was really important to us to be able to spend a lot of time with our kids and have the freedom. And now that our oldest is in school, we're starting to see, you know, how important all those years were where we had her home with us. Uh, We had her here. She's six and she can work out kind of better than me. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And then I have a two-year-old who you'll catch him in the corner. We'll be coaching class and he'll go and grab a PVC pipe and he'll just start squatting. Like it's so cute. cute. It's so cute, but it's so cool to know that that's what we're instilling in them from a young age, that fitness isn't something that's unattainable. It's just a part of our life. So by being our own boss, I'm able to—my son Odin, I had him when we had already opened— He was six weeks old and I had him in a little backpack carrier and, you know, I was walking around the gym with him and that's not something I would have been able to do. That's not something I was able to do with my oldest when she was five weeks old and I went back to work.
0: Yeah, there's not a bring your baby to work day. No, there's
2: not. And every day here is bring our kids to work day. And, you know, we're so lucky. We have family and friends who take them off our hands when we know we're going to be busy. Our night classes are busier than our morning classes. So the kids aren't usually here here at night, but from now because it's summer, they come and they sleep on the couch with us at 5.30 in the morning. They sleep on the couch and they wake up and they're just here. Mm -hmm. And I'm able to do that and I'm able to spend the whole morning with them. And they're able to see that doing this is attainable, you know, doing what you want to do, following your dreams and doing this crazy thing like opening a gym Mm -hmm. is possible if that's what you want to do.
0: How much do you think, like, having the entrepreneurship growing up with it, how much do you think that molded, like, when, when it finally clicked and you're like, oh, I'm going to be an entrepreneur, okay, this isn't so scary maybe because I've seen it? Or was it was it still, like, a lot of self-doubt? Or was-
2: it was scary, but not in a self-doubt type of way. Mm-hmm. Um, I come from a family of if you want it done right, do it yourself. So it was okay, I can do this. I have to teach myself how to do this, but I can do this. And I was very confident in my ability to make it happen one way or another. Um, But there was still, of course, that like the, the leaving the comfort, the... You know, you hear people say, uh, one of my uncles was like, that's stupid, don't do it. And I'm like, but you own your own business. (laughs) What do you mean? I'm like, "You you, you opened a construction company and you started with just you and your brothers and now you own this successful company. What do you mean don't do it? And he's like, don't do it. Mm. And I sat on that for a few days. And of course, you know, somebody of influence says that to you, you're like, Oh man. Mm. Oh, does he know something? I don't know. <laughs> but then just probably
0: You <laughs> <He> know <laughs> it's gonna be tough.
2: But then sure. just knowing like my dad, my dad is the hardest worker that I know. He's he's fifty something. And he still um to this day, is out there and he's leading from the front and he's the general contractor now of this company. And knowing that he's the hardest worker that I know, and there's got to be a piece of that of in me somewhere, I just have to find it. So it was scary in the sense of leaving the comfort, but I don't think I ever doubted that we could do it. I knew one way or another, we would find a way.
1: You know, and what I really like about you guys' business model is that you're not about tearing anybody else down you're not about fighting competing you're you're really invested in this is a community let's work together
2: yes and not just in the fitness community in the community as a whole um, you know making business partnerships in form of I'll help you and you help me with other downtown businesses for us that's the easiest because downtown is its own little area so we're able to you know talk to the shoe store talk to the lawyer talk to the furniture store um, and we're able to collaborate and talk about um, hometown furnishings across the street um, one of their one of or the owner, both of the owners, actually, are members here. They own one in Taunton and one in Brockton. And we talk with them, you know, we talk business with them. And, you know, they talk about their successes in Facebook advertising and Facebook posting. And we talk about how, you know, we focus more on the storytelling and they focus more on the selling and with Facebook and how can we make it work together. Um, It's really not getting out of your own box so it's not just about the fitness community it's about the business community Um, how can I help you can I put my business cards or my flowers or I'm sorry my business card or my flyers up in turn for I'll put your flower bouquet out here you know can we make something like that work and it's little things that bring businesses together I think.
0: Have you guys been over to uh, Good Vibes?
2: No, not yet.
0: Definitely check them out. They're uh, they're pretty new. What, what what was it? May that? It's just a couple. of uh, months. Just a f- maybe yeah. a couple months. In their store and everything. Great, great people. Deb and Rob. Um, you guys could probably both help each other. And you know, CBD I think is going to be like. Huge in the future of gyms and healing.
2: It is. We have a a supplement company that we um, use, buys, um, or distribute Charlotte's Web. Yep. So, I mean, we already have plenty of, we have members who are just, you know, over the moon about the fact that now we can, you know, sell Charlotte's Web, but having a you know, expert just down the street, I mean, that's something that, you know, in a different variety. Exactly. I mean, that's something that I'm not a CBD expert. Um, I just, I'm a fitness expert. Um, I can offer this to you, but knowing that I can send people to a CBD shop, to a lawyer, to a shoe store, to a furniture store by to a florist. I mean, just by creating these connections just in our little downtown area you know we're able to help other businesses which is a good feeling and they're able to in turn turn around and help us
0: are you part of the uh, Taunton Chamber of Commerce
2: we're not so that's something that we haven't actually gotten too far into as far as like the business connection groups the chamber of commerce right now we rely a lot on our connections with the downtown Taunton foundation Um, Colleen Simmons over there is great. She was a huge, you know, kind of guide when we were opening. Um, Just being able to talk about all the different programs that downtown offers. I mean, there's a rent rebate program. There's a security system rebate program. There's a sign program. All these different things that they're able to offer as a downtown business district that we would have had no idea about if it weren't for her.
0: It's great when the community can come together to help build up all the businesses. Like Andy was saying, you know, adding floors to each business as, a par- as opposed to tearing each other down, yes. it, it just makes for a much easier, maybe not easier is the wrong word, a much uh, better building process for everybody.
1: Yeah, what you guys are doing is improving Taunton. Yeah. It's okay. Very good. okay. Um, so what's next? I know you guys, we talked a little bit before starting the podcast, you guys got some some goals for the future. Or we oh. could not.
2: I mean, what's next? We have no intentions of slowing down our growth. Uh, we want to be the fitness facility in Taunton. We want to be the place that everybody wants to go to. We want to expand. We want to be able to offer a dedicated childcare space versus just kids are welcomed. Yep. Uh, we're very fa- family friendly, just by nature of the fact that my kids are always here. Um, so we have other families who bring their kids and they hang out in our little kids area. But I would love to be able to offer a dedicated space. I'd love to be able to give back to the community and you know free workouts and you know they do um, utilizing the green so underutilized. So true. My six-year-old daughter always asks why we can't go and play on the green. I'm like, well, because it's just grass. Um, But I would love to be able to utilize that and, you know, make it a some sort of community-driven events, which there are a lot of community-driven events. It's just where do we fit into those events? And finding kind of finding our place, Um, we'd like to offer more than what we do now. More than just um, fitness in the sense of weightlifting and um, CrossFit and all the other things that we do, we want to be able to offer a specific spot to do your after-workout mobility, to have a little lounge area, a little cafe or a coffee shop or something more. Um, there's really no definitive plans, it's just more. We want to do no more. No signs of stopping. Yeah, we want to do more, we want to do better. I don't know if you have what anything to add to that.
3: Um,
2: I He's guess, the visionary. <laughs> I just I.
3: No, just to kind of get onto that. Um, one thing we really want to kind of build on. So we have two coaches coming up. Uh, we're putting through our team leader program. So, we're, and that'll kind of help us with that. Diversify kind of what we offer. Um, get different classes going. Right now, I'm trying to work with. Uh, my daughter's gymnastics team. So I'm going to bring them in here and put them through some strength and conditioning because they're kind of in their off-season right now. So I kind of have aspirations to work with a lot of teams and uh, I've worked with the fighter next door. He's a pro boxer. I've done some personal training with him. Um, Ray? Ray, yes. Yep, I've uh, worked with him. So, you know, kind of just opening up to we're not just a fitness class um, we're personal training and that's going ha- to help our coaches get experience and make money as well make so a living. make yeah. a living exactly our goal is um, to
2: be able to help other people make a living right yes
3: amen yeah exactly so if we have more than just classes we're Coaching this team, and we're building the community around us, helping the schools with their strength and conditioning. Uh, yeah, which will make them do better in sports. Right, more, I, more right. like we, and just out, more uh, we just found out. We just found out and Rehoboth dropped all their like sports programs. Budget I'm like, cuts. like budget Aww. cuts. I'm like, that's crazy. That's insanity. It's so, always music and like fitness stuff that goes first.
1: Yeah. Look, I couldn't stuff. imagine life without fitness. I mean, it just improves
3: quality of life, like, so much. Exactly. And if you look at kids, like, our kids, um, they grew up with fitness, and not even necessarily fitness with just lifting weights, but moving, mm. climbing over stuff, yeah. climbing, right, running, like...
2: jumping. They were born... Kind of
3: yeah, they were born to do that stuff. Yeah. It's only... As they get older, they get deconditioned from that stuff. And then we're kind of, we're here to kind of pick that back up. Yeah. Uh, we have to reteach them how to run, climb, jump. Like, it's kind of interesting if you if you look at it like that. Watch them grow. What's yeah. nice
1: about CrossFit is that it's, it's functional, right? So, I mean, you can apply what you do in CrossFit to, say, any sort of situation where you have to move, where you have to kind of... Go against gravity as where if you're only lifting weights, yeah, I mean, that's great. That's great, but there are limitations to that, right? It's not, gonna, it's not gonna help you with cardio or breathing. So, what, what is it? You guys are both extremely healthy. What is it? What do you like about fitness? Like, a lot of people look at it and think,
3: <laughs> um, that looks horrible. I don't want to do that. It's, yeah, it's kind of, uh, I think my mindset's probably a little bit different from Tanya's, but.
2: Very different on this one.
3: (laughs) So, for me, it's kind of like a, like a mental health thing almost. Like, it just, it clears my mind. It just helps me, like, if I wake up, work out, like, you feel better throughout the day. And it's just, I mean, that's your body kind of reacting to it, but if i go a few days without working out i'm just like i don't know i feel like a slob essentially for lack of a better term (laughs) like and it's just it helps me um it helps you burn cleaner yeah exactly yeah that's a good way to put it and as far as like going into the workouts uh the worse the better for me (laughs) yes yeah (laughs) And, and that's I he, think he that's, made me throw up. He's,
0: he does, you know, training and everything. Yeah. Had, the first time I worked out with him, he almost made me throw up, and then the second time he succeeded.
1: <laughs> yeah. <Damn> it. <laughs> like, well, everybody else, el- everybody
0: else in the class helped you with that. Too, yeah, though. it was great. It was so great. I love throwing up. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> all
3: right.
0: I, you guys make all looking at all three of you. I'm like, damn, I should probably like go
3: to the gym <laughs> once in a while. <laughs> Yeah, throwing up is a whole other story. Um, Not
2: interested
3: in that. I don't really, I'm not into that stuff.
0: I'm too competitive, uh, I just can't stop. Especially the class I was in, like, everybody was like twice my age. and I'm like, they're not stopping, why? (laughs) (laughs) It's definitely
1: not good. It's your heart
3: telling you you need to stop. (laughs) You're going to (laughs) die Yeah, there's ways to be able to, you get used to it. You figure out your body when when you can push, when you can't. But for me, there's like, there's no better feeling than getting under... A heavy weight, that's mine. Oh, how's like, yeah, oh. it's dying. I haven't
0: heard that noise from our cameras <laughs> before.
3: <Uh-oh. laughs> New problem. New uh, problem. Yeah, right? Uh, there's, there's just no better feeling than getting under a heavy weight and finishing a workout just drenched in sweat. Mm. I, it just makes me feel way better. You get a lot of that from the military? Probably. Yeah. yeah. The, it's
2: also competitive.
3: Yeah. I think it's a competitive thing to you for sure. Um, like I said, there's no real, like, I'm not sure why exactly, but it's just kind of that, that mindset where it's not necessarily that I'm getting a better workout. It's just, you know, for sure you're putting in hard work. Yep. You know, giving it all, laying it all on the table, same yeah. your business exactly. Oh no, Tiny is the complete opposite.
2: <laughs> so it's not as opposite as I thought it was going to be. I thought he was going to talk a little bit more about his like competitive side. And Dan likes to compete. He's been trying to get me to compete in some sort of level of fitness for eight years now, maybe. Um, probably since you did your first competition in well, like 2011 good form, that's why. <laughs> he once succeeded in getting me to do a weightlifting competition and i was proudly the second place champion of the american weight or what was it a AW, American Weightlifting Federation, which was like a side thing. It, it's not.
1: Well, good for you. No. I was the second place.
2: I was no, so proud of, proud of myself. I lifted, of I lifted the baby weights. I had to um, use the kids' plates in order to lift, but I competed in my first weightlifting competition. I was terrified, and I placed two out of two. <laughs> so I'm just not I, I don't like the competitive um, side of it as much I don't like um, I was more of a team sport player growing up I, I cheerleaded I played softball competitively until I was 17 um, but once I got out of that I, I actually left softball because it was getting too competitive it was more about the winning it was more about practicing and it wasn't so much about having fun anymore and once I wasn't having fun anymore I had to my dad was my coach I had to tell my dad I just wasn't in it anymore so for me working out is just it it's fun it's doing something that I want to do when I want to do it it's um about my health and my fitness and being able to keep up with my kids. Um, Keeping up with kids, even for somebody who's fit, can be very difficult. Um, They don't ever stop. I don't know how they don't sleep. Mm. They don't ever stop. So for me, fitness has always been more about making sure that I'm having fun first and foremost. If I'm not having fun, I can promise you I'm not doing it. Um, If I feel pressured into having to compete, I will do the exact opposite. I will put the brakes on. I'm like, no! Um, because if I'm not comfortable and if I'm not having fun I don't want to do it so for me that's what fitness is it's having fun it's being healthy it's um, not falling into what a lot of America is uh, obesity and disease and um, just trying to stay disease free while I'm having fun is the most important thing for me so it
0: seems like your competitive side comes out a little bit more during the business side of things.
2: Yeah, I think it does. I think it really does. It's, it's
0: more competitive. But you're right up. Was, un- I want to be the best gym. <laughs> <laughs> we want to expand. <laughs> like, okay. All right. I see it.
2: <laughs> right up until... Um, you do get me into a competitive fitness environment. Every year we do the, um, we as a gym do an intramural open. So we use the um, CrossFit Open workouts and we do the an intramural open. So we, last this past February we paired our gym up into four teams and The competitive side came out. Mm. Um, So, but again, it was because it was, it was competitive and fun. It was having fun first, working hard. Um, Our core values at the gym are have fun, work hard, be the sheepdog. Um, Just being the best person that you can be and being prepared for anything, but have fun. If you're not having fun, why do it?
0: What does Be the Sheepdog mean?
2: So Be the Sheepdog. Uh, Sheepdog Athletics is the name of our business. That's the name of our gym. And um, to be the sheepdog is really just forging an elite mindset. It's having the mindset of a sheepdog. Uh, I don't know if you want to go more into the story behind the sheepdog. Sure. It's um, the story behind the sheepdog has been, it's very deep rooted in the military, which is why it fits so well with us being a military family, Dan being in the military for 12 years. Um, so, for Dan, there's a, a very heavy military aspect of it, but for me, I find, you know, the concept of um, be the sheepdog to be much more about being the best version of yourself, being, being healthy, being fit, being mentally fit, um, having that positive outlook, not falling into the traps of... Um, there's so much around us that you could just fall into. You know, you can fall into the negative mindset. The person next to you is complaining about the workout, where you're looking forward to it. So for me, be the sheepdog <clears throat> has always been about um, just forging that that mental aspect of it.
3: Yeah. <laughs> no, that's yeah. I, like good. It. I mean, the only thing I guess, kind of going back to it, the, there's the sheep, the sheepdog, and the wolf, and basically the. Um the way the story was told, it was from a Lieutenant, Lieutenant Colonel Grossman, I believe, yep. you can look it up, but
2: retired Lieutenant. Yeah.
3: He, he uh made a speech and basically the sheep is has no capacity for violence but has uh, empathy for his fellow citizen essentially. The wolf has a capacity for violence and no empathy, and the sheepdog uh, has both so it has a capacity for violence and empathy for the citizen. so it protects the wolf or protects the sheep from the wolf right. uh, and you'll see it a lot in military cultures police cultures that type of thing
2: it really um, came with american sniper it was one of the opening lines in the movie american sniper uh, yeah it became yeah.
3: popular that way yeah but we we'll, <laughs> it's funny because i had to explain that to pretty much everybody because they think we train dogs here so but I'm like, no, so We
2: don't have like a little, um, like a mermaid aerial like sheepdog. Yeah,
3: yeah. Really fit for dog trainers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I could train a dog, I guess, but <laughs> that's not what we're kind all kind about. Like yeah. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where it came from. Um, and we just kind of built off of that. I like that's the middle, the middle ground, a little bit of both. Yeah, exactly. Um, like yeah, no, yeah, pretty much.
1: That's it's been amazing uh, sitting down and talking with you guys. Do you have any like parting advice for any, any uh, to-be entrepreneurs out there just kind of looking, looking for a little piece of something?
3: Um, I guess mine would be just pretty simple. Just have fun with it. Because if you can't have fun with it and it, it, it wears you down, um, you kind of look back at where, where you came from and why you originally wanted to start it. That would be my kind of advice.
2: Yeah, I think for me, it's never forget where you came from. Never forget why you wanted to do this in the first place. And never stop learning. Mm. There's so much out there to learn. Find a new podcast. Find a new book. Find a new mentor. Um, We're huge on finding mentors. Um, But never stop learning. And don't fall into one lane. Like, Mm. branch off. Mm. um, Learn from different industries, learn from people with different styles and different opinions from you and Google everything. Um, Really just teach yourself. If you can't find somebody to teach you how to do it, teach yourself. Um, Find somebody, teach yourself, just learn how to do it because you're going to fail, but the failures don't mean that you've failed.
0: I love that. <laughs> failures don't mean that you failed. That's going to be like the headline for this podcast. I like <laughs> it. Title. <laughs> <Yeah>. Title. <laughs> I love it. Well, this has been such an honor. It was already an hour, if you can believe uh, it. Wow.
2: That's, I mean, it was great. It was
0: by quick. Um, man, I'm so excited to learn more about how all of us Taunton businesses can work together to really bring Taunton up as a whole because, yeah. you know, it's uh, it's been a long time coming. We've, it we've is. We've been a and struggling it- city for a while and basically for like the past you know 100 years since like the big booms right. happened here so it's about time to turn that around yeah, I think businesses,
2: <laughs> businesses play a huge role in that. I oh, think yeah. that we're excited to be a part of it. And I really, really love what you guys are doing with the podcast and interviewing Thank all you. the different businesses. I mean, it's so cool to go back and listen to some of these podcasts you guys have done.
0: It's yeah. cool for us, too. I was doing that yesterday, listening to I started a podcast right before we did. And I was listening to like. It and I, on one of them, I actually talked about like the five rules for every entrepreneur to live by, and it's like basically exactly what you just said. It, that's why I was just laughing about it, but it's just it's funny to see growth happen, and we're you know more than happy to help you with your podcast to help it grow in any way we can. So. Cool. Awesome. That is
2: awesome. Thank you guys very much. Thank you guys. Make sure you
0: follow them on social media and make sure you subscribe to the podcast page and their podcast page as well.
1: And share with your friends.
0: Yes, please.
2: Share. Definitely share. I ask everybody, don't uh, share. Don't be afraid to ask people to share.
0: Yeah, we say it quite a bit, but it never hurts to remind people that their share, their like, their comment is worth so much more than any money.
2: It is. We'll talk to you later.